Guess who's back, bitches? <laughs> Who? <laughs> no? Okay. This is like the worst start to a podcast episode. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <coughs> People. Anyway, it's... Um, I'm back. Uh, Abdullah, your... your Great co your great host, your wonderful host that everybody seems to like, and with me as always is unfortunately is Xavier, and I'm the ghost with the most. <laughs> How you been, Xavier? Not bad. I'm just playing with this uh, Beast Hunter's wheeljack I got from my good buddy Dan. Pretty awesome. <laughs> nice segue into Beast Hunters because you know? we're gonna talk. We're going to talk about the fucking trailer, and it is awesome. It is fucking awesome. I, I like this trailer. I, I'm i hyped for the for this last season of Prime. Fuck TFW 2005 and its dumbass form board who keeps telling me that Beast Machines is better than fucking Prime. Eat a fucking dick. I'm sorry. Like, Beast Machines should not be in the same sentence as Prime or animated or any or anything else. I mean, Prime is its own thing. How do you Prime. how do you compare something Peter Cullen is in to Beast Hunters? I mean to Beast Machines. Oh fuck Beast Machines. I'm sorry. Like that show that show can go fuck itself. I actually had an argument. I don't know if I told you about this. I actually had an argument with someone on Skype about he this guy actually had the fucking gall to say that Beast Beast Machines was better than Beast Wars and I'm like, "You motherfucker. You motherfucker. You don't get to say that." I'm so, like No. And- why? You know, for a long time before the Unicron trilogy, Beast Machines was known as that dark thing we don't talk about, okay? <laughs> That's literally what the fandom called it. <laughs> I, sw- I could just, like... No, it is... I, I really hate to say this, but Beast Machines is pretty much... Can, Beast Machines can be pretty much summed up in one word. Betrayal. Because that's what it is. It is a betrayal of the a betrayal of the Transformers brand. It is a betrayal by Hasbro. It is a betrayal to any everyone who enjoyed Beast Wars and and what it brought to the table. Mm-hmm. Because Beast Wars to me is the best Transformers show ever. With Prime coming in at a close second. It's, Those are my two. Big old, just a big old gif right here of Spoonie screaming betrayal. That's what we need. <laughs> That's what it is. That's how I feel like it because it gets me so mad. Like I, I'm baffled at how people can like this show where it, they, they have to have the gall to come out and say that Cybertron is an organic planet, even though in G1 it was already established that the fucking Quintessons built Cybertron. It's just it's it is the ultimate betrayal. It really is. Well, I can it, no no I I understand because Quintessons weren't really that popular. I mean, they they do have, you know, people who think, okay, they're a good idea <clears throat> because they're part of the G1 lore and it does it fill in some nice plot holes. But to say they built a whole planet and then later contradict themselves by saying there was a, a little monkey mad super scientist called Primacron who actually built uh, pr- uh, the planet Cybertron in Unicron, I was like, there's, there's way too much 80s in this show. I need it streamlined. <laughs> No, but even then, like I, that was that was plausible. That was okay. I'm like, you know what? You can have this a monkey man and a fucking and the Quintessons. I like the Quintessons. I think that they were a great, 
they were great and great antagonists for uh, what was a lackluster season at the time. Mm-hmm. But to to come out and say well, that Cybertron is this organic <laughs> planet and there's this organic core and Oh, it's so fucking stupid. They're robots. They're fucking robots. They don't have emotions. They don't have organics. They're fucking robots, okay? I get that. I was uh I was kind I was okay actually with the the lore of it being organic at first because they were trying to base it around well, it was organic at one time because the god Primus was a living god. So whatever of him that's left over that was originally a god is going to be the organic part of Cybertron. I was like, okay, that's fine. You're trying to mesh the two continuities together. Cybertron is the planet, but, but the planet was built around the god Primus. So, eh, I'll take it. No, but it's still fucking stupid. Like, it makes no fucking sense. And they, they totally fuck up uh, Vector Sigma and what it what it is. Yep. And just... God damn, this is just so fucking stupid. And you're telling me, biggest plot hole of this entire show, Beast Megatron wants to get rid of wants to get rid of his beast mode. Yep. And he has the ability to take out random sparks, which are basically souls of of these robots from their bodies and put them in his own Viacon soldiers. So why the f- Fuck! Couldn't he do that to his own body? Didn't he do that eventually? No. Yeah, he did. He be- he became a a little drone for a while. That I remember. Fuck off! That never happened. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, it's Beast Machines. So you know, as bad as it is, they did have their own established little continuity where he did extract his part. His body went from being techno organic, like the the final uh, dragon form he had in Beast Wars. To being a werewolf that transformed into a dragon, and then finally being put into a little drone that was shown to be like the little helper of Tankor. <laughs> put into a little drone, and then he was his fucking giant head. That was yep. funny. Yeah, just, <laughs> it's like, and another thing I really hated is like how they fucking ruined the characters for me. Like Black Arachne, she was a great character. She was one, someone who just wanted to survive the beast. The Beast Wars. She wasn't this fucking bitch who couldn't do anything without Silverbolt. Okay, it, it was already established in the first season that she could do shit before she could. She met Silverbolt, mm. and, and then just to say that her, la- her, but just to say, to look me in the eye and say that Black Arachnia cares cares about nothing but Silverbolt is fucking atrocious. <clears throat> It really is, and Rat Trap. <laughs> I know what, God. The, what the fuck happened. Around. No, no, no. Rat Trap went from the guy who single-handedly, single-handedly, mind you, uh, stopped the self-destruct sequence in in the maximal base, to someone who could barely do shit, and he has wheels. I know. This, this series is awful. This series was just so fucking awful, and I'm, you know. I don't get why Prime gets hated on. Okay, Prime isn't that perfect of a show. There are some episodes that I could do without, but it's such a breath of fresh air because mm-hmm. it's doing something new with, with the Transformers um, brand, and I really like RC. Like, I, like I've said this before, like I really like RC. They took a character that I didn't care for that much, and they made her into something that I, that I absolutely <laughs> love. I like it I when she it. went after Megatron, of all people. 
Oh god, that was so badass. They're on the Nemesis. <laughs> she uh they're they're trying to get out of there and she realizes, Oh, this is our chance to get Megatron. And what what happens? Like Soundwave steps right in between, opens a opens one of those portals, sends her to Antarctica, and what does she do? She screams in rage because she, she didn't get her opportunity. That was just like, whoa. <laughs> but I, I like I like RC and I think that she's a great character and to me, like, the, the, there are people who just don't, who, um, like, really criticize her character because it's like, oh, she's a stereotypical action girl. But you know what? Our, the original RC, she was just created for for a female robot. That's like, yeah, we can have female robots now. Yay! Even though we already had female robots in one episode. But they don't count. They were never mentioned again. <laughs> Had to compete with Gem and the Holograms. Yep. You know, just, but to take a character like that and actually make her something that I could actually give a shit about to this well-developed character with a lot of backstory and great writing is just amazing. And I love what they did with Cyrus, where he they they pretty much got like they pretty much took an already existing character like Breakdown, killed him off, used his bit, used his uh, corpse as a vessel for Cyrus who was injured. And he becomes a GoBot. <laughs> GoBot. GoBot. Pretend, I don't know, but it's still <laughs> Headmaster. Yeah. Yes. But but that that's an interesting concept that that I, that I don't think that they've ever done in any Transformer series before. And I like it as well because he goes through a lot of different character development. I mean, he goes from being this guy who who thinks that he's who thinks that. Uh, that human that humans are better than machines. To once he becomes a machine himself, he's like, "Holy shit! I never knew what 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 these what what these robots felt like." And now that I'm understanding it, fuck humanity! Humanity's weak. I'm joining the Decepticons. <laughs> like, just, like great writing like that, and I don't know why it gets criticized so much. I think that this is great. This is great writing. It's giving us concepts that we've never seen before. I mean, Dreadwing, I don't think I've ever seen a Decepticon who cares so much for another Decepticon. Well, I could, I could go back and forth over the many, many series of Transformers I've watched, you know, and compare notes and shit, but I, I think I, I get an inkling why people might hate Prime, because they're so shell-shocked from Michael Bay. And Transformers Prime is basically the Prime, like... The Bayverse without Bay in it, written by someone else. Like, see, you can have a good Transformers movie. All you have to do is just take out Michael Bay and take out all the sex jokes and dick jokes, and you get a good movie. <laughs> I think that's what it's, I honestly want to believe that's what it is. People are so hurt over the Bay trilogy, and now they're like, hey, this new series called Transformers Prime is coming out, and guess what? It's based on designs from the Bayverse. And people are like, nope, hate it already. I think that's where it comes from. It's just... And the ending to Season 2. Okay, spoilers, people. If you haven't seen the end of Season 2, just just skip uh, skip ahead. <laughs> but, you know, the ending to Season 2, I think, is like one of the best endings to any season of Transformers because Optimus is faced with this decision. He's like, do I destroy this machine that's rebuilding Cybertron and doom the entire planet to being a wasteland forever without any consequence, uh, without without it ever coming back, or 
do I save my friends? And he makes the tough decision of destroying the entire, destroying the machine, and you know, it, dooming the entire planet. It just burns. Cybertron's pretty much a dead planet at this point. It's not coming back. It's dead. It's it's fucking dead. In this and continuity. When, yeah, it, it's fucking dead. And I like that. I like that Optimus Prime had to make that, that tough decision. Is like, you know what? One world must die, so, you know, another world may live. Mm-hmm. I I think that's really yeah. great. Especially, like, Ratchet's reaction at the end. It's like... That that broke my heart. That that really did. Where where he's like Optimus, we needed that, and and at the end where it's like you know what I'm gonna hold them off, and and you know Ratchet's like, well you know this couldn't get any worse. You know you have to do what you have to do, and it's just really well written, really well written stuff, and mm-hmm. you know it's just it's my second favorite Transformers show now. I mean the first one being Beast Wars, but this is like my second favorite, and. I'm li- I'm liking what they're doing with this one now, where you know it's, uh, Prime's probably gonna die, and you're gonna have Smokescreen come up the ranks and become the new leader, and I and I like that, I really do. It's not a new concept, but still, it's nice to see something, some. Uh, it's nice to see, it's nice to see that being done again. You know, they should have done that in the second fucking movie, but still, you know, you know Bay. <laughs> no, I don't know Bay. He doesn't talk about himself. <laughs> well, you know, he does like a lot of explosions and sex jokes and humping robots. <laughs> Besides an EW interview talking about those things, that's all I ever know about the man. <laughs> uh, well, you know, yeah, you should listen to some of his DVD commentaries because he actually does know what he's talking about. But when I it comes to did, yeah, like he. His first one on the first movie, I really do enjoy the first movie because it's actually smaller scale. <clears throat> but he's actually pretty insightful. Like, he's talking about character development and motivation and what it takes to get an actor to act. I'm like, oh, okay, I can see, you know, this is an evolution for the guy. And then, you know, he talks about how Spielberg's always like, tone it down, tone it down, too much, need to keep it in check, this is an introduction movie. And then he's talking about, like, you know, when I do the next movie, it's going to be bigger and better. And I'm like, holy shit, here we go. It's Armageddon again. And sure enough, two <laughs> sequels. Honestly, I honestly like looking back at Armageddon, it wasn't that bad of a movie, to be honest, watching it again recently. Oh, oh yeah, no, I, I love I love the crash zooms on Liv, Tyler, on Liv Tyler's face whenever she dies. <laughs> Fucking awesome! It's a cheesy movie. I, I I think that that's like my ultimate guilty guilty, guilty <clears throat> pleasure. And hey, yes, I love you. Don't do this. I love you. <laughs> Fuck! It's a guilty pleasure, but like honestly, it's not that bad. I don't know why people hate it so much. I think it's it's a pretty good movie. It's a it, I mean, no, it is a guilty pleasure. I give it I give it its props for being what it is, but you know. And yes, people, there is a Criterion version of Armageddon. I don't know why. But it does exist, and you can buy it. But Michael Bay never evolves, and I think that's where a huge stigma comes from in the like the Transformers Prime universe. I want to believe, but the every breath of my being, people hate the series solely based on their hate for Michael Bay. Uh, you know, I don't know, but still, I'm really looking forward to Beast Hunters. I think it looks great. It looks fun. Really liking Predaking, looks badass. 
March 22nd, is it right? Yeah, March 22nd. That's the premiere date. We're looking forward to it. So, oh yeah. What What are your thoughts about this before we move on to the next? The toys. I'm having a blast with. I fucking love the toys. Because I don't know if you've noticed this, they've kind of stepped away from the whole robots in disguise thing and gone. You know what? You need more spikes and wings. <laughs> so as someone who thoroughly enjoys his TF products uh, I'm really really digging these designs for the characters because they are so fucking crazy it is like Viking metal awesome how cool they look I mean I'm pretty I'm pretty sure someone's gonna do like a skull uh, Skyrim bulkhead dude, in the near future <laughs> yeah I mean bulkhead with the Viking helmet Bumblebee what the fuck happened to Bumblebee he looks badass I want to get it, but it's like, like I said, it's Bumblebee. I know it's, it's, bu- it's, it's, Bumblebee. it's fucking Bumblebee, but it's Bumblebee with, like, fucking an army on his shoulders. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I want I want them to repaint this into Hot Shot or something. Like, it'll, <laughs> it'll happen, but I'm just like, I'm so happy with the over-the-top designs. You have no idea. It totally makes up for, like, the lack of plastic that's gone into a couple of these figures and how small they've turned out. This is amazing. Okay, like, if you're not a big, like, TF nut like I am, you probably wouldn't notice. But for a while now, uh, over the course of two, three years, the figures have been getting smaller and smaller. And you're not really getting your value for what you pay for, right? But just recently with the Beast Wars or Beast Hunters figures, the figures have kind of actually gone back to the regular deluxe size scale. So they they are actually pretty proportionate, and not only that, they added more. They added fucking more. Hmm. What you're telling me is actually wanting wanting me to actually collect more Transformers again. So this is gonna break my drought if I buy if I buy the Bumblebee. Will it break my drought? Well, you know, it depends on how fond you are of uh, giant spikes and missiles. Fuck yeah! Who doesn't like giant spikes and missiles? Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, this, this Beast Hunter's Wheeljack is simply a divine. Spikes, wings, a giant disc-launching weapon. I love it all. <laughs> oh, oh. Might, pick, might pick that up if I have the money, but, you know. <sighs> but enough about Transformers. That's for a later podcast. <laughs> nope, we'll, we'll, we'll fucking talk about Transformers every time, every time, every time we can, because I'm actually... I'm actually starting to get back into it, you know, I'd, I'd, because, as you know, recently I've been moving away from Transformers because of the lack of interest, but you know what, I'm moving back into it, you know what, I'll, you know, I'll start collecting toys again sooner or later, so, yeah. Anyway, on to more depressing issues, Glenn Beck. How is Glenn Beck depressing? He makes the best entertainment unwillingly. <laughs> It's depressing because it, it's sad that there's an actual human being out there that actually thinks like this. It, it's true, and um, I have no say in the matter. I haven't watched wrestling in many a moon, so I'm just going to let you go ahead while I transform this wheel, Jack. Okay. People who don't... For those of you who don't know what happened, Glenn Beck went on to his little fucking shitty radio uh, show, basically talking shit, shit about the WWE because of Jack Swagger's new gimmick. And Jack Swagger's new gimmick is basically the I hate, uh, I'm the real American, I hate minorities type thing. I mean, we've seen this before. JBL, uh, what was it? JBL, 
I, I, well, JBL, I think that's that's the only one I can think of right now. Uh, no, JBL, Ted DiBiosity, um, can't really think of other, like, rich tycoon-type characters, but, um, we've seen this before, so it's nothing new. And he, to, for him to have the gall, the gall to come on w, to, to come on his little shit show and talk shit about the WWE and saying that their character of Zeb Coulter and Jack Swagger are offensive to the Tea Party, wow, that 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 takes guts, man. That really does take guts. And honestly, you have no idea what you, you're fucking getting into because Vince McMahon does not take any any shit from anybody. Like if you're gonna come on on your little radio show and you're gonna talk shit about WWE, they're gonna they're gonna come after you. And here's what happened: they actually sent Michael Cole, Michael Cole to his house, and they they tried to get an interview. Uh, they tried to get an interview with him. He wasn't there. Vince McMahon uh, sent him sent sent him a uh, sent him a uh, um uh, um uh. Um, an open mic invitation saying that you know we're gonna we're go we're going to uh, fuck I lost my train of thought. Uh, we sent him a sent him an invitation saying you know what uh, open mic you're gonna say what you're gonna say we're not gonna cut we're not gonna uh, come in and 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 cut you or anything like that and he declined and Zeb Coulter and Jack Swagger did this whole video where they pretty pretty much broke kayfabe and pretty much told them, hey, look, it's entertainment, stop stop getting your panties in a twist. And it's just it's just really fucking stupid because I hate these I hate these people. I really do hate hate I fucking hate Glenn Beck. I think he's like a fucking piece of shit human being who just cannot understand the difference between fic- fact and fiction. The WWE is fiction, okay? It's a it's a televised it's entertainment. It, you know, these, you have people playing as playing actors. They're not. You have people playing these over-the-top characters. It's not real. It's not fucking real. And for you to go on your little radio show and tell me that I'm a stupid wrestling fan for liking this, you can go fuck yourself because you're an idiot. You have. No idea what the fuck you're talking about. You're one of those fucking Republican pieces of shits who think that everything that should be like the way it was back in the day, and you you blame you're probably you just probably blame the president for all your problems, even though you have no idea how the fuck how fucking politics works. And it amazes me how this man actually thinks that he's a messiah. Like he he pretty much thinks that he what he says is law. And when he gets called out on his bullshit, like with WWE, they pretty much told him, "Hey, come on our show. You want to talk about you want to talk about our show? Come on, come on our show, and uh, you know, talk shit, talk shit, talk shit on air. You know, you're not. We're not gonna edit you. We're not gonna uh, have our camera crew or anybody from backstage talk to you. Uh, we're gonna we're we're gonna let you." Air your grievances on air, but he didn't do that because he's a, he's a chicken shit coward, and that's what it is. I mean, he's he's one of those people who just thrives on controversy. Like that's all he's got. You know, he just sits there in his little radio show talking about talking about shit, trying to say 
probably comparing Obama to a Nazi or a communist or whatever just to get people to notice him. Because ever since he parted ways with Fox News, nobody gave two shits about him. And honestly, he's been struggling for relevancy ever since he left Fox News. I mean, he's been doing all these stupid fucking books that no one's fucking reading. And he's like, okay, what can I do to 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 bat, to to be popular again? Okay, I'm gonna bash the WWE because I have nothing better to do with my life. <sighs> huh? What? Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm out of breath. I'm out of breath. <laughs> I don't think I ever had to talk that long in my life, but I'm okay, running out of two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I got to keep it like consistent, like talking like consistent. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not good with that because like when I talk, really, you know, I'm trying trying to talk really fast and I'm running out of breath, and you know your breath's trying to catch up with you and stuff like that. So, move on to the next topic while I catch my breath. <laughs> <laughs> At least introduce it, host. Uh, Mass Effect 3 DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, last, uh, last Mass Effect game I played was N7. Or no, I didn't even play N7. I just watched some uh, highlights of N7. Cause I was really wondering how people were going to accept it. And the last thing I know, people are saying, oh, it's a rip-off of Deus Ex Human Revolution with the endings... And there was this all this like controversy that none of it was um, finished anyway. It was all going to be stuff that you had to download as DLC to get the true ending, kind of like Ashra's Wrath. So it was just a real turnoff. And then all of a sudden, now we got more DLC with the true ending, and more DLC coming out just recently. I think trying to repair their reputation. So it's it's kind of a lost cause because I don't think there's anything left to capitalize on. Yeah, no one gives really gives two flying shits about Mass Effect Three anymore. I mean, it's just mm. one of those games. It's just one of those games that's like, oh, Mass Effect Three, yeah, that exists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just one of those things that yeah, yeah, that exists. And they've been trying. And it's weird because like looking at the past uh, Mass Effect games, I think this one has like the most DLC packs released for, uh, for it. And that goes to show you like how desperate. Bioware was. It's like, oh no, no, no! We, we got this new DLC story stuff. We got this uh, new DLC story story stuff. Uh, we got a female Turian, Turian now. Please pay attention to us. Please pay attention to us. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not impressed. I mean, good good for them putting out more DLC. Uh, didn't they kill all their characters? Depending on what ending you picked, I guess. <laughs> so no, this is like before, like all the DLCs, like before the ending. So <clears throat> you know, I would really like to see a game, a separate DLC based on each ending. So it's like, did you choose this ending? Well, this is the DLC you want to download. Did you choose this ending? Well, this is the DLC you need to download. That was something I pitched long ago for a project, and it got de- rejected because it was told it was too complicated. But I thought of like a game like uh, Pokemon, where you have two separate games, right? But it's basically the same story. I thought, what if you do one game telling one story, and at the end of the game, you're forcing your character to make a choice where their path can either go left or right. And when you do that, you put out a sequel. But that's where you do your Pokemon black and white versions, where it's like, 
this sequel is based on this ending, this sequel is based on that ending. So you have two separate games following the path that the character took. So in effect, you have two different universes to follow in this uh, game. If you chose the bad ending, you have to play the bad game to continue. If you chose the good ending, you have to play the good game to continue. And you can't play one or the other. You have to select just one. Hmm. That actually sounds like a really good concept, but, you know, I don't think people are willing to pay fucking money for DLC anyway, so... No, not DLC. Totally separate games. I'm talking about these aren't DLC packs. These are sequels. So I would say, you know, the the Sword Adventure, and then this is the Sword Adventure 2 white version, and then the Sword Adventure 2 black version. Oh, basically like Pokemon, so... Yeah. No, interesting, but you know, you know, gamers nowadays, they like they don't. Uh, I don't know, like I don't know what the fuck's going on with the industry. To be honest, I really don't. And going back to like Mass Effect Three, my problem with it wasn't even the ending. My problem with it was like it just felt rushed. It really did. It just felt like we wanted to cram in every fucking story storyline from the past two games into one game, and it just didn't work. Mm. Not to mention the fucking gameplay was boring as shit. It's like, go here, go behind cover and shoot fucking five guys. And then go to a, go to a switch or something, turn that on. Oh, look, more guys, go kill them. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I sometimes feel like, as someone who does writing as a hobby, that when you try to compact the story, a lot of the times... Uh, it, it it unfairly gets the rap that, oh, you, you rushed it. You tried to do too much. When it's like, yes, we tried to do too much, but it's not so much it ended up rushed. It's that we tried to compact the story into a very small space. <clears throat> Maybe we should have had more room to work with conceptually to tell what we needed out of this plot. But to call it rushed, I think, is unfair because it's most, mostly just truncating. You're trying to get a lot of information conveyed as fastly as possible. Yeah, it's like it's just trying to shove in so much shit into one game. It's just, it really doesn't work. It really doesn't work. Yeah. Because even Mass Effect 2, my problem with Mass Effect 2, it's like, the, end of, the ending of Mass Effect 1, it's like, okay, the Reapers are coming, we're getting ready for them. And you think that in the second game you're going to fight the Reapers, right? Nope. Uh, Reapers aren't even mentioned that you're fighting the Collectors, an all-new enemy that wasn't mentioned before, but every, apparently everybody knows who they are. Mm-hmm. So that that just that was just really stupid. That's just bad writing 101. Well, it's that's like that's why I prefer writing styles like Game of Thrones, where they say, where they take their time and they say, well, well, well into advance, like even from episode one, hey, uh, these are the characters. This is who does what. Uh, this is probably what's going to happen if you kill this character, and this is going to lead up to two or three different books. That's fine. You got everything laid out. It's beautiful. It's you know cinematic. It's easy to follow. You got everything literally flowing from one event to another. It's the way a storytelling should be. If you're going to interrupt the plot like that and say, oh, by the way, uh, the sequel isn't based on the Reapers, it's based on the Collectors, then you better have a good explanation. It's like, well, the Collectors are what are for, you know, summoning the Reapers or something like that. They're the ones that are going to bring them forth into this world, this universe. So we have to be the ones you stop to stop the Reapers from coming. Something like that. If you want... If you want to do that, yeah, but they were just fine. like, oh, the, the 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 collectors are just helping the reapers for whatever reason, never explained. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm talking about. It's like offer some explanation. 
You don't have. Uh, I know that. I know they said that they were like originally Protheans that were brainwashed into becoming mutated into collectors <laughs> by the Reapers, but still, like that was like one line of dialogue. No satisfying resolution, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, so they were just mutated into collectors. Okay. <laughs> so this entire time we've been killing in, an endangered species, basically. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not real happy with like. Oh, and don't get me started on Mass Effect Three. So you're telling me that Shepard, a guy who's mowed down tons of fucking people, pretty much given no disregard to any life form that he's ever killed, accident actually gives a shit about a fucking little boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what phases him. Not the death of his crew members uh, on his various adventures. Not the fact that he talked, uh, depending on your uh, choices, you can actually talk talk Saren into into committing suicide. Not not that, not anything else. Just the fucking little boy. Well, Mm -hmm. shit, if that's what you wanted to talk about, you know, let's talk about uh, the new consoles coming out. Okay, then. <laughs> I like that. It wasn't planned on the show notes, but, you know... Because I got some rage built up from what I'm hearing about the Xbox 720. Okay, you you let that, you let that shit go. I, I, I did my rant, you do your rant now. It's not, it's not too bad, because it's only speculation at this point. Because it's not... I don't think it's confirmed. I don't have any sources on it. But I'm hearing that the 720 is going to be... Needs to be online compatible, or else you can't use the 720 at all. So, wow, that's pretty bullshit. Yeah, so if you're not automatically internet ready, if you're just a casual gamer, but you happen to like the Xbox systems from Microsoft and you want to just play games, you can't. Because you need to have online network accessibility on your machine hooked up, so that way they can monitor what you're doing. Yeah, I think that's bullshit. I mean, if, that, if, that's, what, if that's the direction they're going in... Like they need to understand, like there's a casual market. I mean, not everyone's gonna want to want to buy uh, uh, Call of Duty or Halo for the multiplayer. Uh, there are other people who, like myself, who enjoy single player games. Mm-hmm. Play the single player campaigns. It's uh, I think it's all about trying to phase out the the cartridges. So it's one of those things about you no know, uh, old school games. You can't, you know buy previously owned games anymore, you have to actually download the content from now on, and that way we can that, that's, price monitor that's really, it. That's, that's really fucking stupid, because, like, you're... If you're charging... If, like, you're charging... Because you're charging fucking 60 bucks for, you know, a digital download. I fucking hate it when they do it now, because it's like, it's a digital copy. It should be cheaper. But mm-hmm. nope, it's a new... So it should be fucking $60. Oh, fuck you. Not to mention these games take way too much space, so if you're going to buy a digital copy, you better have, like, high-speed internet, otherwise it ain't going to fucking work. Yeah, I'm... I'm not... I'm probably not going to get a new console if this is the way it goes, with, like, oh, you have to <clears throat> you have to download the content, and uh, at any time we could actually shut it off because it was only for a limited time. That's bullshit. And there's also the things like... Uh, competitors like Valve are putting out their own console called the Steambox, and they're actually doing things where they're saying, well, you know, we're talking about tactile feedback via the controller, so 
we get biometric data off you, and your character could inter like act the way you're acting just from the way you're holding the controller. <clears throat> really cool, interesting stuff. And they're talking about anyone could you know get in there and mod our systems, install Windows or Linux or whatever. You know, basically have it be your machine, right? That's what I want to hear. Not these things from like Microsoft are saying we're going to sell you machine, but the content you don't own. You're basically leasing it. Yeah, that's that's pretty fucking bullshit because you're you're buying the entire console. You know, if you want to cut costs, then I don't know. Stop stop production of some games. I'm just saying. I I hate I hate when video games become out of print, but still, when they become out of print, but still, if you if you want to cut costs, um. If you want to cut costs, just uh, you know, stop making stop making games that no one's fucking buying. You mm -hmm. know, that's one thing. And that fucking that, that that fucking Ben 10 game, no one's fucking buying that. But I see it on on store shelves. You know, why don't just why don't you just you know cut costs altogether and stop making that? Really, and not to mention, what's this gonna <clears throat> excuse me? What's this gonna do to the Yu-Gi-Oh players who looked forward to those new games that came with game cards every time? Oh, fuck Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> uh, Yu-Gi-Oh is awesome. It used to be awesome. <laughs> it's time to du 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 duel. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it wrong. It's time to du 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 duel. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck <clears throat> I don't know. The only thing I know about Yu-Gi-Oh is the abridged series, and that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I know that's not ni a nice thing to say, but fuck it. That's the only thing I know about Yu-Gi-Oh. So. That's what a lot of people know about Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. So, <laughs> but like back to back to Microsoft. Like, really, you're telling me that you you want to cut costs? Okay, stop making fucking games that no one's fucking buying. You know, just just discontinue them. D discontinue fucking Ben 10, Generator X, all these kitty games that all these movie fucking tie-in games. Okay. Stop making those. Just stop making those because they're useless. No one fucking buys those. Those are awful. And if you do buy a movie tie-in game, then you're a fucking asshole. I'm looking at you, Xavier. Huh? <laughs> you bought that fucking battleship, battleship game. Yes, I did. <laughs> it's great fun if you know how to play it, right? <laughs> and it's just, it's just really stupid. It's like... These these are games that shouldn't be on on shelves. Like movie tie-in games, they're useless. Like no one buys these and actually enjoys them. And I should know because I played. Like I used to play a lot of movie tie-in games back when I got my first uh, PS3 because that was the only shit that was available that was in my price point, which is sad but true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's how they get them. That's how, I think that's how they sell well because they're they're not selling them for sixty bucks. They're only selling them for forty. Like forty bucks. So. I think you know, if uh, if the expense for these games is really coming from the programming, <coughs> then I can justify fifty dollar price points. But you're also talking about like packaging and shit like that. Um, oh, Microsoft special... didn't give no. They, I know. they they pretty they pretty much like the the fucking newer <clears throat> Xbox. Uh, Xbox uh, material for the, for the packaging is just shit. 
You know, I can pretty much break that in one with my bare hands now. But the the thing like collector's editions and stuff like that, that's that's you know, that's where they're making some extra cash. I'm wondering if uh this pans out where they're like we're going to from now on, now and forever, as long as we do games, we're going to do digital downloads only. How how are collector's editions going to work out? <laughs> and how is D- DLC going to work out if if that's if that's going to be the case if it's all digital? Yeah, well, DLC's digital anyway, so I don't see that changing at all. <clears throat> but it's just really stupid. It's like, come on, man. I mean, we, we, you know, this is not the future, okay? This is not the future of gaming, okay? We, 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 we don't, we want to play, we want to buy something physical. I want, I want games to run off discs because that's easier than to have to wait to download a fucking game. Really, this it's like oh my god! It's like oh my god! Tomb Raider came out, and I'm downloading it. Yeah. One, day passes, one day passes. What whatever happened to standing outside like GameStop at midnight waiting for the newest version of like Halo to come out so you could go home and play it? Those fun experiences are going to be gone. Like the actual physical being of showing no. up waiting in line. I'm going to miss the days when, you know, uh, staying up late uh, at the GameStop and having some fat fuck yell at you, where the fuck's my Call of Duty, man? (laughs) I don't know. Oh, he was Jamaican. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Dude, I remember waiting for, like, the first generation PSP launch uh, outside GameStop and the cops showed up and they're like, you guys need to break it up. And then, like, the crowd turning on the cops going, no, fuck you. Like, literally, the cops had no choice but to get the hell out of Dodge because we were telling them, we've been waiting here forever, it's a system launch, you can come arrest us, but we're getting our PSPs. That's how crazy these people were. (laughs) For a fucking PSP? It was crazy, and it was great fun, and I will never again have that experience if they decide to go digital downloads only. God, I hope not. I know, right? I really want... Like, the experience of yelling at a cop, you better get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then having you, having yourself profiled on next week's paper. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Game, you. Gamers scream Attica as cops haul them away at midnight. Honestly, like, out of all the new game announcements that they've been announcing, honestly, like, I, I might as well just buy a PC and just, like play PC games for the rest of my life because they know how to market it. You know, they know, like, I I, I like their new ideas of, you know, having this giant television-sized PC that is a PC. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that that, that that idea gets off the ground and because that's something I can afford. Like, I mean, okay, like, not really afford, but, like, that's something I can get behind, because I'm not a big fan of PCs to begin with. I mean, I'm using a laptop to record this, so... so but still, I, I like the idea of a giant, you know, TV-sized PC that's a PC, you know? I can check my email while watching, you know, uh, a movie, and it wouldn't and it wouldn't look weird. Great, yeah. I I think PC is going to surge in popularity if this is the way console gaming decides to keep it up. Where certain consoles, certain ones are definitely going to die off or take a huge hit in production if, if they do this. And it does. I know. Out. I know. I know. Uh, Nintendo hit a the the where their Wii U has been a colossal, colossal failure. 
<clears throat> I haven't heard too much about the failure aspect. I know it was more like, oh, cool, it's got pretty graphics finally. What games does it got? No, I mean, like, the, the sales were abysmal. And I blame that on, on, on the third-party developers for not getting their shit out on time. Mm-hmm. Because they should have got their shit out on time. Like, uh, <clears throat> well, luckily, Nintendo's successful enough to like, what? Our console bomb? Well, shit, all we got to rely on is our Pokemon money. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, and, and Mario and Zelda. That's all I got. Donkey Kong. Where the fuck is Star Fox 2, Nintendo? <laughs> yes, I'm one of those people. I, I'm not going to buy a Nintendo console until they make a fucking Star Fox 2. Star Fox 2 got scrapped. I remember seeing tech demos for it. Yep. Fucking assholes. Star Fox 64 was great, though. I like Star Fox 64, and I like Star Fox Adventures. The Dinosaur Planet one? Yeah. I never played I fuck- it. <laughs> That's actually a good game. Really good game. Back when Nintendo actually gave a shit about that franchise. But now it's like, oh, Star Fox. No one cares about Star Fox. Here, have another Mario. <laughs> Or F Zero, remember F Zero? I remember F Zero. Yeah, only. <laughs> it's like F Zero. Who wants that? Here's another Mario Kart. Because Lord knows we need another, another fucking Mario Kart. God, there's a lot of Mario Karts. <laughs> or another Mario game, another Zelda game, and another bloody Metroid. Well, maybe Metroid is no longer going to be around because of the failure that was Other Rent. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this monster's attacking me. I need a big, strong man. <laughs> god. I've seen some pretty fucked up fan art of that. <laughs> <coughs> um, I'm looking forward to the other releases like the NVIDIA Shield. That's another handheld console. That'll be awesome. Hmm. Still, I don't know where gaming is going. I don't really like where the industry is going. Right I don't like. Now. I don't like where the industry leaders are going. It's basically, you know, these these big corporate ones. The PS4, I'm pretty sure is going to be okay because they're talking about. Uh, they, know, they know what they're. I, I like Sony. I mean, they they know what they're what they're doing. Well, the thing they're doing is they're saying we don't think you're going to have to be um, online all the time. I think. I'm pretty sure they said they wouldn't. I could be wrong, but I like like what they're doing because they they pretty much said, okay, we know that the hardware was pretty bad was pretty bad, so we're gonna like dumb it, you know, we're gonna like tone it down for this new one. It's gonna be like a PC, so that that you so that means that third party companies can't complain about the hardware being too fucking hard to you know program. There was yeah. what, what what's his name the the president of uh, Sony of Japan. He was a God, he was fucking crazy. I remember when the PS3 was about to launch, going back six months before its launch date, <clears throat> and they, they announced the price point. And people were like, good God, man, that's triple what the PS2 went for. And he's just like, well, you know, you're buying a computer. Uh, this isn't really a console. And people, <laughs> people were like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's not a console, it's an entertainment system. He said it was a computer entertainment system. People were like, what What the fuck? Is, is this April Fool's? You know, it was It was just like, I don't think we should listen to him. 
Well, you know, I'm actually looking forward to the PS4. I mean, I think that Sony learned their, from their mistakes, and they're actually doing all right for themselves. The the only thing I'm fearful for is I heard, hey, guess what? We're building the move right into the new console. Mm. <laughs> That's right. Hopefully most games will ignore that gimmick. I'm hoping so, too. Really <laughs> anyway, moving on, please. <laughs> well, we we are getting Diablo three for the PlayStation three and PS four, so yay. Okay. <laughs> so I can finally play a fucking Diablo a fucking uh Blizzard game without having to have a computer that runs on children's souls. <laughs> <laughs> And that's my lame joke for the day. I guess like that's the... Da, 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 da. <laughs> Night, everybody. Oh, good oh show. God. Good show. Uh, I don't know about these fucking people that listen to us, dude. I just... I, I don't like <laughs> any of them. What is wrong with all these people? Oh, we're still on. Fuck, still dude! On. You promise. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> your shit together, Abdullah. Go to the speedo. <laughs> Fucking out of here. Oh, he left. He left. Did I mention Half-Life 3 got confirmed? Ooh, really? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I have to come all the way over to Kuwait. I will fucking find you. I will Tough luck you. finding. I will scroll Half Life Three into your lifeless chest. <laughs> we'll let people wonder for centuries what's this mean. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. You will never see Half Life Three, or Episode Three, or any or any Valve game with a number three, because Valve can't count to three. <clears throat> Old joke. I know. But, really- yeah, but, it's tr- but it's true, because, like, you know, they're like, oh, we, we are going to make this new console and all this other shit, and PCs the size of televisions. But what about Half-Life Episode 3? They keep saying they're waiting for new technology to come out, and I'm wondering, what's the concepts you're waiting for the technology to come out for? Like, are you talking about you physically want to reach into your screen and be able to manipulate objects? Is that the kind of technology you want to talk about? Are we talking holodecks? Are we talking about, hey, I can control this with my iPod? I know. No, I, they want new technology to so you can actually physically, you know, go into the game and you can slap Gabe Newell right in his fucking fat face for being a twat. <laughs> I can't slap Gabe Newell. He's like the anti-George Lucas. You know what I mean? I, I know. I'm joking. I fucking love Gabe Newell. But, but I'm, it's just I'm like, just, you know... Fucking opposite ends of the spectrum. George Lucas waited 20 years to do the new trilogy because he said, well, I want, you know, technology to catch up to the point where I could do the stories I want and make them feasible. Okay, fine. You're the man that created Star Wars. I give you that. Uh, You didn't execute it well enough because for 20 fucking years, you didn't write any fucking stories. (laughs) You you sat on your ass and you got lazy and you let your writing skills get rusty. And instead of relying on character like you did in the first movie trilogy, 
You relied more on special effects. Bad fucking move, Georgie boy. Now, <laughs> Gabe Newell's like... And sadly, as bad as the prequels were, they're still better than the fucking Bay Transformers movies. <laughs> yeah. That's the sad truth. That's like the saddest thing. That's, that's, the, the one that's, thing that kills Star Wars for me now more than ever is uh, Jar Jar. Always will. Always have been uh, a big antagonist for that dude. Uh, I will hold true to my belief that the first movie is the only good movie in the Transformers trilogy. The second Star Wars film, like Clone, Clone Wars, it, it, you know, it's good. It's good. The third one, really good. Unbelievably good. However, not with Transformers. You're absolutely right. The second and third ones, no. No, no. Uh, did you just say Revenge of the Sith was good? Did Revenge you just of the say Sith that? is good. Because it's actually more character Are you shitting me? It's more character oriented. Are you shitting me? I have seen a security hologram of him killing younglings. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, killing younglings. That's that's pretty damn bad. Also, holographic. Uh, Ew. Cat scans and all that. I. <laughs> Fucking god. Hey, but you can't compete with ultimate power. I love I love uh, the the emperor. Fuck whatever. Fuck uh, what what uh, what. Uh, yeah, I fucking love him. Fuck what. Uh, fuck Dude, everybody. Fucking, okay, you can talk all the shit you want. I know you love to talk shit, but you cannot say, without a doubt, ultimate power is not one of the best lines you've ever heard. I love Palpatine. Anything he says is fucking gold. <laughs> Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. See, that's the thing that makes a movie fun. There was nothing like that in the last two sequels Babe produced. I guess because I I, I guess I kind of see why people like Revenge of the Sith because like it's the movie where Palpatine finally becomes Palpatine and he can he does shit as opposed to dude last fucking movie. fucking all the memes like when I first got internet access, mind you, Revenge of the Sith came out in two thousand five. Uh, I got online for the first time in 2007, 2008, I want to say. Or actually, yeah, around that time. That's around the time. Still to that day, three years later, I was still hearing people quote, Ultimate power! (laughs) That is the staying power of a good villain. That's how awesome that line is. Also, uh, great news. Tim Curry's going to be voicing Palpatine in the new Clone Wars series. Awesome. A new series? Uh, the continuation, because the old actor died, and he's voicing him for the new uh, season. I love Tim Curry. Fuck yeah, awesome. <laughs> <coughs> what else we got? Um, not really much. Hmm. Can't really think of anything. Oh, well. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Wait, wait a minute. The producer's talking to me. He says we need to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not going to talk about that guy. I thought you okay. wanted to go into that. Okay, fuck it. I'm going to talk about it since you brought, you brought him up. Have you watched any of his videos? Have you watched yes. any of his videos? How I, I bad is it? Okay. He is horrendous. He, at the same time, I <clears throat> I did a parody of going back to my original, uh, this is going back about two years to when I did a, a parody of the Nostalgia Critic, 
on my channel on YouTube. He did a video every time a new Transformers movie came out going, this is the greatest thing ever, right? That was his gimmick. He would just play up the movie for laughs. And I was just like, you know what? I've got myself a YouTube channel about Transformers. I'm going to do that. So at the time I did it, uh, he hadn't really put one out yet. But at the same time, the Blockbuster Buster, this is the guy we're talking about, also put out a new video the same time I did. And my video got better responses than his did. And I was just like, who is this guy? And I, I listened to him, and he was not that entertaining, I'm going to say. I was just like, well, good luck, kid. You know, you, you seem like you got your heart put into this. And then later he gets picked up by that guy with the glasses. <coughs> and he's and so like, awful. He is atrocious. Like, everything I hate about these internet review shows, he he embodies that. <laughs> like, he has shit opinions. I'm sorry, but, wow, Daredevil isn't that bad of a movie? Are you shitting me? Actually, Are the extended cut isn't that bad. No, he's talking about the normal version. Oh, no, Are the you normal shitting me? horrible. It's, it's atrocious, but it's great for a laugh. Like he, because I saw his like top ten stupid Daredevil moments, and he's like, well, I'm not going to bust this movie because it wasn't that bad. Are you shitting me? Are you fucking <laughs> shitting me? And he didn't even mention the, the extended cut or anything. He was just like uh, talking about the, the normal movie. And I'm like, wow, are you shitting me? And then he makes it the Conan the Barbarian uh, video uh, recently. That was his last one at the, time it was, at the time of this recording. Where he basically said, Jason Momoa was a good Conan and the movie wasn't that bad. Are you fucking out of your mind? What is the genre he covers? A bunch of random shit that only geeks like, I guess. Oh, thank or God blockbusters. I'm heard. Or blockbusters. <laughs> Muting while I block this call. Uh, anyway, like I don't like the blockbuster buster. Like he uses horrendous fucking cutaway gags every second he gets. He has these shit fucking characters like Nerdlinger, who's a fucking nerd. Ha ha ha! Isn't that funny? Uh, Al Lover, who's this fucking ladies' man, I guess, but we never see him hit on any ladies, so it kind of is pointless. Fucking Fedora Freddy, who's this 1920s talking movie producer, which is just stupid. It's not funny, and just stupid. It's really fucking stupid. <laughs> not to mention, he skips... Not to mention, like, he he's just rushing most of his videos. Most of his videos just feel rushed. It's like... Wait a minute, aren't you going to talk about that part of the movie? Or are you just going to skip over it? Okay, fine. <laughs> Not like that was important or anything. Yeah, that's why I prefer, uh, as much as you hate him, that's why I prefer the Nostalgia Critic, and that's why I prefer the Cinema Snob. Uh, but I just, I hate, I like, the editing for his videos are bad. The fucking clips that you can tell... He's taking clips from YouTube because I swear to God there was one clip from from his show that was from recorded from a cell phone. <laughs> like, how do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? I'm sorry. Like, how do you fuck that up? And you're telling me that the Child's Play movies, the first couple of Child's Play movies, were good? No, they weren't. They were fucking awful. <laughs> like, they were fucking awful movies, and you're telling me that they were good? No, Chucky's not scary. Chucky's a fucking stupid character. I never found him scary. I found him to be annoying, if anything else. 
You know, I really wish I could hear the dark side of what people think of me sometimes because of all the uh, <clears throat> of all this stuff people say on my um, on my channel. Like, generally, a lot of the time, I get really positive feedback. People really like the stuff I do when I do reviews. Uh, but I really want to hear as someone who hates my guts what they have to say. <laughs> Other than me? <laughs> Other than you, buddy. <laughs> no, but I really don't like this guy. I, I think that, like, he's just awful. Like, I've, I've tried watching his shit. I'm just saying, you know what? Maybe, you know, maybe he's not that bad. I've watched, but, I, but I've watched every fucking video he's put out. Yes, I I, I that... That sounds that sounds like a horrible thing to do, but I I did. I've watched all the videos that he's put out, and my God, he's just awful, fucking awful. Not funny, stupid. The editing is bad. The fucking busting the the box of the DVD, which is pointless. It's a stupid fucking gimmick. It's not funny. It's it's a stupid fucking gimmick. And I got pissed off at his Dylan Dog video where he's like, "Oh, Brendan Roth's not that good of an actor." Are you shitting me? <laughs> Are you shitting me? Brendan Roth's a great fucking actor, you know. I think he was the only—he was really good in that movie. I mean, the movie was a piece of shit, but he was really good in that movie. I don't know that's, what the fuck he's talking about. That you're talking to people don't know who you're talking about. It's Brandon Routh, the guy who was Superman in the Brian Singer movie. That's who he is. He was Superman. He was also uh, he was also in uh, Zach and Mary Make a Porno. He's a good actor. I, I think really think he's a good actor. I mean, the problem with Superman Returns was like he was still green at the time when when they were doing that. And well, yeah, I, I understand. Like he was, you know, rushed into this role, and he was still young, and he was still green at the time. He hadn't done any previous work before that, and that's why his performance was so bad. Well, no, he was uh, he was on a few soap operas, I think. Yeah, so he's like still green. He wasn't like this was like his first motion picture role, and no, true. He was still he was still green. So. But he has improved a lot. I mean, Scott Pilgrim, fuck yeah, then that's oh that's, Scott Pilgrim, God, he's yeah. great in that. Yeah, <laughs> I love in the DVD commentary. He just shows up. He just shows up with with uh, with pizzas. He's like, hey guys, what you what you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> And he just sits down and does does the commentary with them. So, awesome dude as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Brandon Routh isn't that bad of an actor. He's actually pretty good. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It, oh, you know, not too much. Uh, he's like blockbuster buster. He's a shitty actor himself. Like my God, can you well, at least like try? Can you at least try to to, to show emotions? I don't want to split hairs or anything, but have you seen my acting? <laughs> oh, well, you know, still, still, like, I understand, I understand it's hard to react to something that isn't there, but still, can you at least try to, to act like you give a shit? And I'm sorry, but, like, so, you're telling, in his honest reviews, he got pissed off at the Dark Knight for them mispronouncing Rachel Ghoul's name. I'm like, wow, are you shitting me? That's what you're upset about? Is it pronounced Raz Al Ghul? I don't fucking know, and who fucking cares? That was a missed opportunity for a great joke right there. Uh, damn damn the breaking of the tension that Christopher Nolan was trying to build. But I would have loved it 
Because if you watch that scene from the first movie where the lady is introducing Rachel Gould to uh, Bruce Wayne, she mispronounces it. And then right in front of the lady, Bruce says, You're not Rache. I watched him die. Right? Just like that. Yeah. Right in front of the lady. And while he's saying that, that that's when Liam Neeson go, comes up and goes, Or his methods supernatural? Are his techniques beyond understanding? And the lady is still in the scene listening to them trade barbs about how one killed another and how all this mystical stuff is going on. And then she just walks away. Just walks the fuck away out of the scene. And I was waiting. I was waiting for an edit to come out that showed that lady listening to these two fucking nutcases talk and say, well, I think I'll go see if there's any hors d'oeuvres. And then walk away. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> but yeah, just just fuck the blockbuster buster. I don't know why he's, he's even on that side. Like... Is this what it takes to be on that site? And hire Xavier. He's got some... Yeah, really, hire me. I'll sink that (laughs) ship in a day. He's got some, like, 30,000 subscribers. Yeah, it's just really shocking. He's like, how can anyone like his stuff? I mean, he's not funny. Well, how how can he not get taken down, which is the other thing? How is he prospering? Because I remember when the Cinema Snob was on YouTube for all of, like, a year... And all his shit got flagged right away. And he was doing far worse movies. Stuff you've never even heard of, right? But yeah, I mean, it's like, B, it's like B-list, Z-list shit that... Why is he getting taken down for that? No one yeah, care about I, I don't know if this is... Why? It's just like he's talking about Nail Gun Massacre. Okay, that movie was filmed in someone's basement for 30 bucks, And you're telling them to take it down? Like it's copyright <laughs> infringement? Motherfucker, there's no copyright on Nail Gun Massacre. Oh. I, I think it's it's the song. It's uh, the greatest American hero thing. Maybe that's what it is. His theme song? Yeah, maybe that's what it is. No, he, he got letters from people saying, take my shit down. I don't want you talking about Nail Gun Massacre. <laughs> what the fuck? I never understand how fucking fair use works. I still <clears throat> don't. I mean, I know Blockbuster, once he got on that guy with the glasses, he stopped... Uh, going on YouTube, but you, you look at his YouTube stuff, there are a lot of fucking episodes on there of big-budget movies, and I'm like, why hasn't no one t- taken this shit down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a mighty oak, he refuses to fall. <laughs> Just, he's awful. He's really awful. And I'm sorry, but like one of his videos, he talks about this fucking B-list show I, I never heard of, but he's, the first thing he says really got to me was like, well, when it comes to television, I usually prefer cartoons over live action. And I'm like, what are you, 12? <laughs> Just, are you 12 years old? Are, are you fucking 12 years old? Maybe you are. I mean, maybe because you have that mentality. I love animation, but I still watch other things. Like, I'm watching Game of Thrones. I watch Dexter, uh, The Daily Show, <clears throat> um, anything on Comedy Central, uh, Scrubs. I love a whole range of shows, and like definitely, I do love animation too. Because for the longest time, I wanted to be an animator, so like the love is still there, and I still watch tons of shows like that, like Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, I mean, I the same here. Like, I I love cartoons. I watch cartoons, but I'm not like obsessed with watching cartoons. It's like, well, you know, if you don't watch this show, then I don't want to talk to you. Oh, you don't watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Well, fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> totally hipster. 
Yep, <laughs> just so stupid. I mean, I like I mean I like to dabble with shows. You know, I'll, I'll watch a couple episodes of this show and that show. And I've I God, I really want to get into Homefront, but that fucking box set is so expensive. Homefront, I don't know that one. And no, no, not Homefront. Uh, fucking Homeland. Oh, Homeland. Oh, oh, the, <laughs> the UK terrorist show. <laughs> I heard it's good. I heard like a lot of people say it's good. And, uh, Downton Abbey is a show people rave about. Oh yeah, fucking Black Mirror. That's another good show. Yeah. Been, there's tons it. of there's tons of things out there. Like it's just like oh I watch animation. Oh my god, are you fucking shooting? Just me? straight up animation because your life is going to be canceled <laughs> perspective for a long time. <laughs> That's like what he watches, and I think the only other series he likes is. Uh, Josh Whedon shows, and that's it. I would okay. Who knows? Like seriously, does the man read? Does he pick up a book? <laughs> he said in his Gulliver's Travels uh, video. I don't know if he's being serious or he was joking that his father w- would uh, force him force him to read books, and one of the books he read was Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> good. That's good. Not... No, good. Forcing you to read. I get that. You really need to read. Like, a book I picked up, but I've never finished, which I really should, because the story's incredibly interesting, is a Japanese novel that was translated over to English called IQ84, or 1Q84. It's about a lady assassin who basically uh, tries to kill someone within a projected time, but she is on the other side of town, so she ends up cutting through a construction site. And that's, like, where she suddenly ends up in a parallel world, but it's slowly starting to be revealed as a parallel world. Oh, wow. And it's, it's a really crazy story. And I'm like, dude, this is fucking great. Because it's like, oh, that's a weird uniform for a cop to be wearing. I haven't seen a cop wear that kind of uniform in, like, 30 years, you know? Hmm. <clears throat> and it's just so good. And it's a book that I need to finish. Uh, have you read Good Omens by uh, Terry Terry Platcher? Plat- yeah, Terry Terry. That guy? No, I have not. Oh, it's really good. I started reading like the first couple pages. It's really fucking funny. <clears throat> I wanted to uh, get started on uh, the Game of Thrones books, but I was like, eh, that's too hipsterish because it's like, oh, you know, the, the show's awesome. So no, 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 read read Game of Thrones. It's written by uh, Terry Terry Platt and what's his face and Neil Gaiman. That's that's an interesting combination if there ever was one. Game of Thrones, you mean the series I, on HBO? No, 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 no. Good Omens, Good Omens. No, no, I'm talking about Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Because people are like, dude, the series is amazing. It lives up to the books. I'm like, okay, I bought the first novel, <clears throat> but I haven't read it. And I'm like, eh, I, I'm not sure if I want to like keep doing this because I'm just really more interested about the TV show. And I could find out whatever I needed to on Wikipedia, as bad as that is. <laughs> no, more people should read, I think. But but like honestly, I, I don't really like fucking Blockbuster Buster. I just it really amaze it fascinates me. The the guy fascinates me because I'm like, wow. Nobody could be like this immature and childish about movies and he has this and what really pisses me off is like he has this really good DVD collection in the background of his videos and I'm mm-hmm. like I'm kind of jealous. I, I, I'm kind of jealous. I want that. I want that DVD collection. For for everyone listening, who's like not me and Abdullah, so that one guy. I don't know who you are, but thank you. <laughs> if you're not the cinema snob, like listen, go watch the cinema snob. He he is like amazing. He has 
be a, it's beyond words how amazing his collection of movies is. It's beyond comprehension how good he is at spinning a joke. This dude is seriously good. If you already follow him on that guy with the glasses, then you already know who he is. But you need to see his website with other things that he does. This guy is amazing, and he's like the original OG when it comes to gangster. I hate this fucking movie reviewers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I'm getting hoarse in the voice. Yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. A longer episode than usual, but uh, hour hey, and a half. A, Not bad. A, a lot to talk about. So, thanks to the eleven people that listened to this, <laughs> and we'll catch you all later. Don't lie. Say goodbye, guys. He's yeah, lying. I know there's no one out there fucking listening. <laughs> there are people listening to this. God damn it! What people pe- listen to? People will listen to what I what I tell them to listen to. I'm Charles Foster Kane, bitch. And that's how we end it. <laughs>